Hey, my name is Jonathan Frizz, I'm the founder of 10 Days of Prayer, and we invite people into 10 day long prayer meetings. Recently, I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine, Louis Burgos, and uh, he said to me, Jonathan, you're calling people to pray for 10 days, but people don't know how to pray. We've got to teach people how to pray. So we're going to be doing a series of short teachings on how to pray, how you can engage with God in prayer. Um, each of them is going to be just three to five minutes and on a, on a distinct topic. They're all going to have three points. It's just going to be like boom, boom, boom. Simple um, teachings on prayer. What does it mean to pray? What is prayer? Um, when I was a kid, I, I was in uh, confirmation and there was this phrase that stuck with me, that prayer is a conversation of the heart with God. Prayer is communication with God. It's a back and forth. Um, it can be communication of all kinds with our Creator. So number one, what is prayer? It's a conversation of a heart with God. It can be verbal. It can be in your, in your heart, in your spirit. It can be uh, sung. It can be spoken. Um, any way that you are communicating with God um, even in silence, um, even through just listening um, to the scriptures, all of these are ways of praying. All of these are ways of having a conversation with God in our hearts or out loud. Number two, what is prayer? Prayer is an ability and it's a capacity that we all need to have. So it's not optional. There are certain things in life that you don't have to learn. Um, you know, I don't know much about plumbing and I feel really good about that uh, because I can call a plumber anytime and invite them over if I have a problem and they can solve my problem for me. But prayer isn't like that. Prayer is more like language. Um, you don't really meet people who can't talk or if they can't talk, it's a huge disadvantage to their life. All of us know how to use language to communicate with one another and all of us need to learn how to pray. Prayer isn't something that we delegate to the experts, but it's something that's core and essential to all of us. It's essential to every single believer. This is not something that you want to delegate any more than you want to delegate the ability to speak. Um, it's something that's essential. And then what is prayer? Well, it's something that happens in many different ways. There's many different modes. There's many different kinds of prayer. Um, and it's something that you can get better at as you practice, as you learn. Um, it's something that you know, can be intimidating at first. I don't know if you've ever tried to learn another language or something like that. There's, you know, you're awkward at it, you're not good, and, and it can feel the same way with prayer. Uh, but as you get fluent, as you practice, as you develop it, as you develop modes of praying that are natural, where you just meet God right away, it's going to start to be easier and you're going to start to go deeper and it's going to start to feel natural. We're going to talk about four different ways to engage with God, four different modes of prayer, and they're worship, scripture, intercessory prayer, and silence. So we're going to instruct you and teach you on how to do four different kinds of prayer meetings, worship, scripture, intercessory prayer, and silence. And I want to start off with, with just this idea of why 
should we pray? Why should we pray? Uh, before we are going to do something, it's important to know the reason for it. Uh, first reason you should pray is that you were created for communion with God. Prayer is literally the purpose of your existence. You were created for communion, for fellowship, for relationship with God. You were created in the image of God, uh, by God the Father. And then Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to earth, laid down His life so that you could be reconciled with God. And that means in right relationship. Um, and so that you can be with God, so you can enjoy fellowship and communion with Him. And prayer is the number one way that we experience fellowship, communion, relationship with God. So prayer is fundamental to your very purpose. Um, second reason why we need to pray, why we should pray, why, um, why pray, is that prayer is going to change you for the better and affect you not only in this life, but for eternity. Prayer is going to change you for the better. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stay the way I am today. Um, I know that there are things about me um, that don't look like Jesus, that don't aren't as good as they could be. I know God has more things He wants to do in my life, both things maybe that are bad He wants to correct, but also things that may be good that He wants to make better. And prayer is one of the main drivers of our personal spiritual growth, our personal transformation into the image of Christ. Uh, in the prayer movement, we like to say this phrase, you become what you behold. You become what you behold. So as we behold Jesus, as we behold the truths of Scripture through prayer, we are becoming conformed to the image and likeness of Christ, and we're being transformed into His image. On the contrary, if we're filling our minds with other things, we're going to become like those things. Prayer is the way that God renews your mind and, and creates righteousness in you, uh, causes you to be a transformed person and to live life to its fullest. And this transformation is not only affecting your present now, it's not only giving you peace with God now, but it's affecting you and your eternal um, existence with God. So prayer will change you for the better and affect your eternity. That's why you should pray. And then finally, uh, and, and importantly, prayer is God's chosen means to change the world. So prayer is not only communion with God, it's not only changing you, but prayer is also changing things outside of yourself. It's actually affecting the world. Sometimes people think God is kind of a micromanager, but the reality is while God knows everything that's going on in the world, God is a delegator. <laughs> he delegates authority. You see this in, in the very act of creation in Genesis 1 where he divides the world up into different segments and then delegates rulers over those areas. And God has put mankind, human beings, as the rulers over the earth. So God could... You know, as we know, um, sin has entered humanity. We've aligned ourselves with lies. We've aligned ourselves with um, demonic powers um, that we've, you know, starting with the fall in Genesis 3. But God's plan to redeem humanity is not just to wipe the slate and start over, but to work with us, who He's delegated authority to, to welcome Him back in. You can think of us as uh, believers, as like the resistance um, under the rule of an evil empire, 
um, but we are bringing in, um, we are partnering with heaven, um, you know, in their invasion of this, this realm that is currently taken over by the evil one. And our faith and our prayers are so important to changing the world and to allowing the kingdom of God to come on earth as it is in heaven. Why else would God have taught us to pray? Why else would Jesus have taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven if our prayers had no impact, if our prayers weren't able to change the world? So we need to pray because our prayers are how the power of God invades the world and causes earth to look more like heaven. That's why we should pray.